Everybody, and welcome to True Stories of Tinseltown. I hope everybody's doing a okay and ready for summer. Today, I have a really good guest for you. Her name is Sandy Grabman, and we will be discussing her book, Plain Beautiful The Life of Peggy Ann Garner. And she had some life, and let me tell you, as a child star and grown up, hof. Anyway, I want to thank you so much for coming on, Sandy. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I know. Finally, it took us a while because a lot of stuff was going on, but we're here. Yes, yes. we are here. Um, and you wrote this book a while ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just did a really good job. And her reading, if you guys like the audio, audible books, audio books, she did a wonderful job. She read it herself, and she has, as you'll see, this lovely accent and it's just such a nice listen (laughs) I had to do notes but it's a nice listen it's very good okay so who called it did her mother call her plain beautiful uh she called her plain nice (laughs) and it was it was a big Peggy fan named Emily Peters from uh Brooklyn New York who said she was plain all right she was just plain beautiful I love that I love yeah, that. That's I so nice. That would be a perfect title. <laughs> it is a perfect title. I loved it, and yeah. um, it, it is. It's just wonderful. I'm glad you you got that one. And um, so, why don't you just tell us where Peggy was born, about her folks, and how she ambled into Hollywood? I believe it was Canton, Ohio, where she was born. I, I knew. Definitely, when I was writing the book, but it's been a while. It is Canton, Ohio. I have my notes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And um, her mother wanted to give her dancing lessons and acting lessons and all that because everybody said, oh, she is so cute. She'd be great in movies and all that. So uh, Virginia Gardner was her mother. And she wanted to get her little girl in movies, so she did everything she could to make that happen. And even to the point of being a little uh, less than honest. Oh my, what a life. (laughs) At the time, uh, the vice president was, I forget his last uh, first name, his last name was Garner. I was thinking Nance Garner, but I don't know. And... uh, she would say to the, she'd call the studios and say, this is Mrs. Garner from Washington, D.C. you got to give her some. <laughs> Virginia had some. Let's face it. She, she was really a very intense woman. So what happened to the husband in her? How did she end well, up getting to California without him? Well, I don't know physically how they did it, train or whatever, but... Um, I think uh, as long as he was supporting her, that's all she wanted from him. So Mm -hmm. he was kind of in the background. And, of course, his job was back east. Mm 
so he had to stay where his job was. Did he send the money? And so he did send the money. I'm guessing. Everything I know is in the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it's not in the book, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming he sent her money, but yes. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> but um, well. and after, after a while, she figured... Uh, maybe they ought to divorce, and he agreed, and, and uh, or she agreed to the divorce, and she assumed he had done it, but she never got a notice about it, but she just assumed they were divorced, so then she went about her life as though she's not married. <laughs> and poor Peggy and he never, yeah. never really and saw she, her dad. I know she missed her daddy, and... Uh, you could tell all throughout her whole life, um, even as an adult, she's looking for a father figure. Yes, definitely, especially the last yeah. guy. Um, so her mother got her there, and I guess she put on her fake like she's this big thing. Did they end up talking to her? <laughs> Did they believe her? Did they do what? Did they end up talking to Virginia when she called and made up her name? Oh, well, <laughs> well, the name was real. She was Mrs. Garner, and at the time they had lived in D.C. because her husband had a <laughs> yes. job with the government. <laughs> so she was telling the truth, but it just, she was insinuating right. something that wasn't true. <laughs> and she was counting on that insinuation to get her the, the interview, and it did. It worked. It got her into the producers or, or the big shots offices. And once they saw Peggy, they just fell in love with her like everybody else does. She was so cute. You know, the first, I think the youngest one that she had a really kind of substantial role was when she did In Name Only with Carol Lombard, Clark Gable, and the terrible Kay Flances. (laughs) She was terrible. But, oh, my God, was she precious. She was so cute. Yeah. And she could act. Yeah, and she's very intelligent. Um, she kind of, I guess, she became the person she was portraying. She was before the actor's studio. She was like a method yeah. actor. Yeah, and yet she didn't want any training because that would, um, in fact, they didn't want her to have training because that would take away from the naturalness of her her delivery. Yeah, and she was great. You know, so she got there, but... it. Um, Virginia, Peggy wanted her hair to be curly, kind of like, she was no Shirley Temple, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. her own person. And yeah. uh, she couldn't be singing on the good ship Lollipop, you know, that just wasn't her style. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. her mother thought, always told her it was better for her to be plain, because there are many beautiful children out there, <laughs> but you That's are plain. Right. Nice mom, sweet yeah. <laughs> and, no. and the newspapers, they were doing reviews of Peggy. I think she was six or seven. And somebody said, she is plain, her hair is blonde, but there's no shine and no curls. And she, her lips are too big. Her nose is too small. Oh, no, her nose was too big. Her lips were too small. Her eyes were beady. I mean, they were just really cruel. I know, the poor little kid. I hope she never saw those papers because... I want to smack people who do that. I think, you know, it's hard enough to do it to an adult, but when you write these horrid things, how do you sleep at night, you know, being mean to a little kid, you know? Yeah, exactly. And she showed whoever that was. So at first she just got little bit parts, 
right? She didn't really yeah. take off at first. And so right. Virginia did some, That's is that when Virginia's unfortunate habits of forgery... <laughs> Yeah, a lot of bank uh, bounce checks. checks. (laughs) I guess her husband didn't support her in the manner she wanted to become accustomed to. No, she was unbelievable. You guys, you have to read this book. It's amazing. And she got thrown in the slammer more than once. Yeah. And what happened to Peggy when she she went with her dad? Did he come and stay with her? Or did she have a guardian if she was doing the movies? Because she got... I mean, I can't believe how many times she got thrown in jail. Yeah, Peggy. Um, Virginia did, not Peggy. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, the times that I knew who took care of her, it was a relative. It was her grandmother or somebody like that or her her dad's family. But um, I'm sure the studios, uh, if the grandparents were not available, the studios provided a guardian for her. You know, they didn't want to let her go. And, yeah. Imagine being a little kid, and does Peggy know she was in jail? Did she know she was what? Her mother was in jail. Did she know that? Um, at times, she didn't. She was just told that her mother was away, mm-hmm. and she wasn't told where. So um, she probably, as she got older, she probably put two and two together and figured it out. Yeah, because it continued happening all of her life. And yeah. Virginia was also a drinker. Yeah. And so she would sometimes lock Peggy out so she and her friend could drink. <laughs> get, yeah. Get away, kid. Or, or whatever she and her friends wanted to do, <laughs> whether drink or something else, I don't know. But the, the, the fact that at some point, uh, long after she had seen Bill Garner for the last time, she had announced to the newspapers, I think had a Hopper's column or one of those, I'm going to have a baby. I thought, well, maybe that's another sideline job she's got. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why would she do that? Did Hedda think she was still married or? She... I know. Why would she announce it? <laughs> to me, I'm like, this is out, crazy. Yeah, it turns out she either wasn't or she lost the child because no baby happened. <laughs> Did Hedda write it? She had what? Did Hedda put it in the paper, or did she just kind of I blow know. her off? She did put it I in know. the paper. That is, that is weird. It was in the uh, gossip columns that uh. she had called the gossip <laughs> columnist and told her that. I guess she craved attention herself. Yeah, to say the least. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you, yeah. You, she had nothing really big for two years. Roddy McDowell became her really good friend, yeah. and... She had, uh, her stand-ins were her really good friends as well. And everyone said she was just a doll baby. She was so good and happy, and they loved her. But that was like her Uh, sense of family, I believe. Do what as a family? I believe that that was her sense of family. Yeah. Yeah, she would spend a lot of time at... um Barbara Whiting's house. Barbara Whiting was her best buddy. She was, uh, is it Paul Whiting, her father, the musician? Yes, and uh, Barbara Whiting was her best, she was her dear friend yeah. all through her life. Yeah, and Margaret Whiting was a big sister. But um, she spent a lot of time at the Whiting's house, and it was probably the closest thing she ever had to family. Yeah, and so 
oh my goodness. So she does all these movies. She does a name only, um, other little films, and then comes along the oh Jane Eyre. She does Jane Eyre first, and I think that was the best one because there was uh, well, I guess they both had very emotional were very emotional roles. But Jane Eyre just blew me away. I mean, she was so oh. exceptionally good in that. I also thought Elizabeth Taylor was good in that, too. I thought they were so believable as pals and, and the cruelty. Yeah. She just had the perfect face for that. This, yeah. Those sad eyes, those eyes are just... But, but I see where she wouldn't have... I like her very much in that movie, but she really carried the other film. Wasn't she, like, in almost every scene? Uh-huh. So yeah, probably. Yeah, so she, the next film she did, she did her most wonderful part that is she's remembered by, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Right, that's a biggie. <laughs> she plays Francie. Yeah, and um, it was National Velvet that Virginia wanted Peggy to be in, but they promised her, no, that'll go to Elizabeth Taylor, but we have something just as good for Peggy. And uh turned out they were right. <laughs> and that doesn't happen often in Hollywood, <laughs> that people fulfill their promises. I know. <laughs> but they did, and, and they were very glad they did. <laughs> yeah, she was wonderful. And she um, allegedly had a really close relationship with James Dunn, who played her father, who did an amazing yeah. job. He was fabulous. Yeah. Him singing that song on the piano and just that love. And then there's yeah. Dorothy McGuire, who, you know, I kind of feel sorry because she gets the bad deal. She's up and down. I know. Still, you know, like, how can you not be, how are you so heartless? She's scrubbing the floors of everybody yeah. else's cleaning, doing people's laundry, living a life of sloth. And her husband's yeah. being jovial, gets some booze and has fun and compliments everybody and everybody loves him. And in the movie, yeah. you kind of go, oh, Katie, but, you know, you got to give her a break. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, people want to boo hiss her, and um, yeah. the little boy who played Neely, I her brother, he was fabulous as well, and yeah. it was just a really great cast. But she was so good; she was, yeah, she really was the glue. And it, they were so poor. I loved Joan Blondell in it, and Peggy and Joan yeah. stayed in touch. They were dear friends. Yeah, they sure were. And Joan said, uh, there's a scene in the school when Peggy is graduating from high school. Um, No, I guess going to high school. And she goes into the room. All the girls have flowers. All the girls have that. And so Sissy said, come on, come on in in the other room. And she sees flowers on her desk. And she's like, oh, it's for somebody else. And then Sissy makes her read it. And... Johnny, who played her father and died of alcoholism, he wrote a note and gave Sissy money just in case something happened to him so she would have flowers. And she she bawled her eyes out. And Joan said that she bawled for real for a long, long time while they were doing that scene. And Joan had to hold her. The director uh, had a method of getting actors to do what they wanted, what he wanted. And so to get her to cry that much, he said, um, you know, your father is working uh, in a war zone. What if he gets killed and doesn't come back? Oh, how nice. 
I know. That, that, <laughs> I don't like Jackie Cooper, don't shoot my dog. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so that's that's why once the scene was over, she couldn't stop crying because she was thinking about her daddy. Her little kid. Also, what was oh, the one? Um, the, oh, Loretta Young, allegedly, kid actors hated her. She would twist their ears to get them to cry. Oh my! <laughs> she was horrible. Anyway, at least she yeah. didn't have that. She didn't get her. She didn't get physically yeah. abused by Loretta Young. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so good in that. She ended up. Was she the first kid to get a special Oscar? No, I believe Margaret O'Brien got one before she did. I think that's what it was. And. Um, she was very good friends with Margaret too, towards the yeah. end of their life. I mean, she yeah, she loved these right. people, and nobody had a bad word to say about her as a kid. They just adored Peggy, or even older with her her people. You know, they loved yeah. her, and she was just a good okay. kid. Yeah, and a very sweet, caring lady. Always, and yes. Yeah. Um, Virginia passes bad checks again. She goes uh-huh. to jail for a year. Uh huh. And don't the, and don't the papers cover that child star Peggy Ann Garner's mother in the slammer for a year? She's up the, up the river in the joint, up the big house. <laughs> that doesn't go in there anyway. Yeah, I think the studios had more clout back then. Oh yeah, than they do definitely. Now, so they yes, got them to kind of ignore bad things. <laughs> they moved into um, for a time uh, the Garden of Allah. Is that the one where um, Orson Welles? Yeah, uh, yeah, and Orson Welles and tons of people lived. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and his yeah, her neighbor was Orson Welles. Yeah, and, and he didn't seem to be at all impressed with her until later when he was uh, either he was casting or he influenced somebody who was casting. Um, Jane Eyre. I believe. Jane Eyre, okay. He was and the big cheeseburger, the big dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he suggested her, and that's how she got that role. She was so good. And Agnes. She was. Wasn't Agnes Moorhead like the be- a beastly aunt who sent her away? <laughs> I only watched it once. Okay, <laughs> I, Agnes. I watched that one. She was. I watched. I watched one scene of it many times. The, the one where she is. Uh, of course, Peggy was a child in that, <laughs> and and uh, um, yeah, yeah. The part leading up to why she was there and who she was and all that, I I did only saw once and it didn't really impress me, so I didn't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> but plain as possible, she could be a kid with her stand-in. Um, and yeah. Peggy wore a mask on set, not literally wore a mask, but she, whatever was going on at home never came with her. And she's just a child. She put on that, right. that face and, you know, she was like, everything's swell. <laughs> just yeah. swell. Everything's Yeah, peachy. that's how she was trained to handle interviews. Yeah. And she did that all her life. She was always very upbeat and, and positive. So I guess if they wanted <laughs> what a gossip, they had to go somewhere else and get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So she uh, she wanted to get a bike, 
And Virginia yeah. would not let her get a bike because her meal ticket might get hurt. Yeah, right. Because at this point, Virginia is taking, because Peggy's making good money, Virginia takes her money. And some is supposed to be saved for her. Uh, yet Virginia took her money and, you know, lived. And she, they, it, she also, when they did interviews, Virginia talked the most when she was in the room. She, yeah, I, Virginia right. had to have wanted to be a star. Absolutely. Yeah. She was living her life through that little girl. Um, yeah. They said that she was too young. Her mother, she wanted a pretty long dress. And I love this story. Gloria Blondell, who played her Aunt Sissy, who was sort of like this shunned woman. I think she was married quite a few times. and yeah. um, But she was nice and sweet and good. Um, and she ended up giving Peggy Ann the beautiful dress that she wore on a tree grows in Brooklyn for the oh, graduation. Yeah. So she oh. finally got her beautiful dress. Oh, the dress I'm thinking of that she was given was, um, I think, from Junior Miss. Oh, was it? And that was a prom gown, I believe. Yeah, I never, ever, ever saw that movie. Did you? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's really cute. And uh, Margaret, I mean, um, Barbara Whiting is in that, too. And they are just so bubbly and cute together. <laughs> and she... She did another one. There was like a part two. Uh, they they were talking about a sequel to Junior Miss, and but it never happened. Was Junior Miss before um, Daisy Kenyon and Sign of the Ram? Ooh, I'd have to look at the filmography to find that out. Well, they did those at the same time, so it was then. Yeah. You know, and she was a good actress then, and, but she was sort of like in her awkward face, I would say, in both of those yeah. movies. But she was still great. I mean, she didn't have humongous yeah. roles, um, uh-huh. but she was great. And then the only, then she gets this adult role, which I love this movie, Black Widow. Yeah. And she that she had huge stars in that. She had Van Heflin, Ginger Rogers, um, Gene Tierney, George Rafsey. He played a cop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Peggy did a great job as this. She was cute as but pretty. She this is an adult role, and her hair is blonde, and she's got sort of the poodle cut, and she's really cute. But she plays sort of like a manipulate manipulative cray cray chick. She's crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. And she yeah. was great. I always love doing it. <laughs> I, I don't blame her. That's a great part to do. And um, yeah. she ends up being murdered, and then the plot thickens. I recommend you guys watch this movie. It is on YouTube. It is still up there. It's called Black Widow. And there's two. I believe one was with Deborah Winger, but this one was in the late 50s, and she was amazing. And it, like I said, Ginger Rogers... Van Heflin, uh, Reginald Gardner, all these people. So uh-huh. after that, she wasn't getting the roles, and Broadway called. Yeah. Oh, Are you there? I'm here. Oh. So she did. <laughs> she, she went there. <laughs> and um, a lot of stuff happened. Now, I was kind of perplexed. So... Uh, they got joint custody. He finally, um, he married somebody. 
her dad. He was not divorced. He was a bigamist at that time. But and she was. She was. Oh, she married Virginia somebody? Was. Yeah, Virginia married Clarence Swainston, assuming that uh, Mr. Garner had gotten his divorce from her, but he never had. So she had to quickly, once she found that out, she had to quickly divorce or know Go to about Mexico, it. yeah. Yeah, and she never did remarry the guy, <laughs> which and she missed out on a golden opportunity because he became a judge. <laughs> oh, how perfect for her! But they got yeah. to know it's so funny, you know. As you go on, the judges are like, you know, live for yourself. Come on, we they, they yeah. got to know it. She was such a regular, you know. She was such yeah. a regular. Um, yeah. She started dating. She had, there's a lot of publicity pics. She went out with, I believe, yeah. Jackie Cooper, but it was just publicity. Yeah. And she, uh, this whole weird thing. Oh, she was in Bomba the Jungle Boy, right? She got yeah. Bomba the Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was cute, too. I they don't loved know why. They, yeah. Uh, she was, they loved her. Virginia wasn't happy with it because it wasn't the caliber of movie that she was in Brooklyn was. But you can't have everything. No, you can't. <laughs> so this Mr. Dibbs, Mr. Dibbs, I was thinking, you're a mean one, Mr. Dibbs. So Miss, did she, this guy, I guess she took, he took control of her career, correct? Yeah, I made that name up because... The, oh, um, I love it, Mr. Dibbs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because the person and the um, organization he worked for are still around, mm. still very, very well respected. So I didn't want to drag their names to the mud. Right. Was he really so just, an agent? I think so. I, I think because a lot of what we hear about him in that book are what uh, Virginia said. Wow. Yes, and, she had a whopper. That was one long, long-butted rep. That was like a two-hour read for you. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> <a big> one. <laughs> the, the one part that really strikes me so funny is uh, she was bound and determined to find him and bring him to justice. So she got in the cab and went for three days through New York looking all over for him. And there he is. Okay, she got him, took him to her hotel room and interrogated him. And turns out he's not an agent after all. But... How can we be sure that was really the man she picked up? And if it was, why would he go to her hotel room with her? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. And a lot of what Virginia did and said doesn't make sense. That's, that's the nature of it. Yes, and she was begging him for money. He wanted her to sign. He said, I'll give you money if you sign these papers. And she yeah, held out she didn't want to sign. Yeah, those papers made a corporation out of Peggy, hmm. and it was for tax, tax purposes. I understand a lot of actors do that. Mm-hmm. And um, so she wouldn't sign, and and so he kept being like an agent, kept getting jobs and everything, but she wouldn't sign it, so he got pretty mad after a while. Didn't Daddy-O take over then? Did he do what? Her father became guardian at some point. Uh, yeah, he became, seems like they had joint guardianship for a while. But again, I had to read the book again to remember. I know. <laughs> okay, so they did. She was waiting for an expense check. She was told that Peggy was going to be in this great 
um, play, all this stuff was going to happen. And the yeah. guy ended up being an escapee from a mental hospital. Well, that's the guy she picked up in the taxi cab. Oh, that was him. Yeah, I'm not convinced that was really the guy she was looking for, but I guess he looked like the person (laughs) who he was. The poor poor guy just escaped from Bellevue when he has to handle Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Was she, oh, she was offered pickup girl? Was she in that? She was supposed to have syphilis or something? Yeah, she was in that in 1946, and, uh, of course, Virginia was against it because she didn't want anything to tarnish Peggy's image because a pickup girl, I believe, was a uh, lady of the evening, that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's syphilis. It was sort of like a, you know, be aware because this is what you can have. You can have uh, all of this heart. Okay, so... But by that time, Peg, uh, Virginia had lost control of Peggy, that the studios had control over her then. Yes, so Peggy's... Uh, Virginia reported her daughter missing. Um, she got radio worked, paid creditors, and they lost the house. Yeah, pe- uh, Virginia had the courts allow her to buy that house after Peggy... After she was sure Peggy's going to be a huge movie star so they could afford it. And what struck me funny is uh, the judge first said, you need to get a, instead of a, I forget what it is, a $100,000 house or whatever, you need to get one like uh, 40000 She sniffed, who wants a $40,000 <laughs> Well, house? at that time, that's a <laughs> back, pretty big house. Yeah, back then, that was a good house. <laughs> She's funny. Well, but, she had uh, delusions of grandeur. I do think she had yeah. a mental illness. She was still, yeah. all of these things are going on, and she's still passing bad checks, or she used her sister's yeah. credit card to buy clothes and things like that. And she yeah. just went looking for Peggy. Um, she also slept in a train station once, and then Peggy's dad took over. Virginia refused to sign, and... That was it. Garner said to agree to sign over Guardian temporarily. He paid off Uh stuff so she could go back to California. And she got a Beverly Hills apartment. Um, It was weird. So there's hearing for custody. They fought over finances. Peggy said mother had, you know, living large lifestyle. And Bill and Dibs. Bill and Mr. X. And Bill is... Peggy's father got yeah. new guardianship, and Bill, her father, isn't that so nice? He's out of her life all this time. He takes over Peggy's property. Yeah. Um, and he would handle and the investments. He, they took her furniture, too. <laughs> uh, Virginia wanted Broadway. Um, no, Peggy wanted to do Broadway. Virginia said no, and her father said, let her do the play. Yeah. Do the play. And two days later, Ed Sullivan, you guys, if you you know classic movies, so you have to know who Ed Sullivan is, that, you know, that gregarious Mr. Personality himself, who, <laughs> <laughs> who had a weekly show. That, You're being facetious. <laughs> very facetious. Oh, my goodness, a really big shoe for you tonight. Yeah. So why in the world um, was she staying with them? 
Because she was good friends with his daughter, Betty. And But Virginia was thinking there was something untoward going on between Ed Sullivan <laughs> and her daughter. And she wanted to get Peggy away, but it did not happen. Um, Peggy didn't want to be gotten away. She was happy there. She was very happy. (laughs) Oh, in this letter, she's trying to pull at the heartstrings. Christmas, I was alone. Yes, you were alone. Um, (laughs) Through your own actions. (laughs) So she did a play in 1950-92 performances. Um, Miss Lillian Gish was in it. And uh-huh. Peggy stayed in New York. Uh-huh. No clothes. Then all of a sudden she had nothing. No clothes, no luggage, no work. But then Peggy got TV work. Oh, and then Peggy wanted to attend Southern California um, College, Dramatics uh-huh. and Psychology, but she did not attend. It didn't happen. Um, yeah. Peggy was alone with Ed, which I find funny. The daughter wasn't there at certain times, and neither was his wife. Well, that is what Virginia said. Yeah, but you don't. we don't know if that's true, because this was in her letter. Right. Yeah. Um, she went to the Poconos, and it was six months. Virginia still had no Peggy. Then Peggy was in Florida. Uh, Virginia had to leave her luggage because she couldn't pay her hotel bill. And she was like on a hotel, all the hotels in the area, and <laughs> said... She was on, like, the hit list. Don't let this chick yeah. in your house because she will not pay the bill. She bounces right. checks, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, so she had a bad reputation around town, and nobody would let her stay. Um, yeah. Peggy came to her hotel room, and uh, she got arrested again on bad checks. She... Yeah. Um, Peggy was crying, and they thought she was afraid of terrible mom. And they gave her the courage to confront her mother. Uh-huh. And she did. Yeah. Um, and, and she brought her mother some clothes because she knew she had, well, didn't have access to her luggage. Mm-hmm. So that was kept in the hotel. Um. And she felt sorry for her. You could, I could kind of see both sides of this. I can, I can too. Yeah, I could see why um, Virginia, if she believed all those things, she kept saying, I, I can understand why she'd want to rescue her daughter, because right. she thought she needed rescuing, but she didn't really. And then Peggy, I mean, she still loved her mother, even though her mother is a kook. <laughs> and... Uh, so she she felt sorry for her mother and wanted to help up to a point, but she didn't want to drag her own life down doing it. No, so it's and easy it, to see both sides. I do see both sides of it. Um, I'm not too crazy about her dad either, but he was not as prom- he was not featured prominently in cal- in her life. So hence, yeah. he wasn't figured. Uh, he wasn't in this book much because he wasn't in her life much. Right. Um, uh, Virginia did not get why Peggy wanted to be away from her. Um, yeah. But Peggy did do live TV, and she did stage. Um, she met a fellow named Richard Hayes. He was two years older than Peggy. 
they dated. They, I guess they met at the actor's studio. Pat, Peggy was a part of that as well. Um, she didn't like it, though. And um, suicide. Her only excuse, she couldn't make it. Walter Wenhall, advised to leave Dallas. He told Peggy that for... Oh, she, she was supposed to get an ABC TV series, Two Girls Named Smith. Um, uh-huh. She called uh, her father for money. He said no. Peggy did not know where her money was. Um, and she had <laughs> Virginia was... Uh, she had her name as Catherine Walker, fraud charge account, theft under 50 bucks... 30 days in jail, bad check, and then she went to jail in Texas. Okay. Peggy married Richard Hayes while mom was in the slammer. Neither parent had been there and neither had been invited. Ed and uh-huh. Sylvia Sullivan, Mr. Big Shoe personality, <laughs> they were at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, he gave her away. <laughs> right. So, And she was so happy in the wedding pictures. She was just beaming. She was really happy to be Mrs. Hayes. That's so cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> Peggy was legally an adult. And Virginia, there's swindling money from an orphan. Promise 19-year-old to get her in movies. Yeah. Um, Virginia was always wanted. She yeah. wanted to get to California to get her affairs in order. And mom was pretty much in trouble. She returned to California, and um, her house was sold. Peggy was led to believe mommy squandered her money, which I believe... She squandered a lot of it, but I, th- I don't think she squandered at all. What's up with dad? Yeah. What's up with dips? Well, well because um, she had to get court permission to make any big purchases, Virginia did. So, <laughs> yeah. so I don't believe she squandered all the money. But no. I don't. People told her she did, told Peggy she had, and just she planted that. ugly seeds in Peggy's head. And she yeah. she had to have had re, uh, resentment for Virginia anyway. And then always the parent that is missing, even though they're missing, becomes sort of a hero. They get this really yeah. inflated idea of that person. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the couple lived in New York City. Uh-huh. And Peggy wanted a family. Yeah. More than anything in the world. <laughs> Yes, and um, she did. And she would travel with Richard. Richard was a singer, and so she would travel with him when he was doing tours. Yeah, and uh, Hubby played Peggy's husband. He was a great success. Um, uh, she quit the series. She was pregnant, Peggy. Peggy went to Ohio and visited her relatives. To say hi, because she still had a very good relationship with her grandma and her aunts um, and her cousins. And she was pregnant. And then when she came back, Peggy miscarried while Richard was away. So there went her baby. Um, But she was okay. She didn't know her mom was in jail so much. And her mom said that she felt that jail was more home than home. Yeah. Sad, right? She got arrested again in San Francisco. 
you know, uh-huh. and they, they put guilty, they want to do guilty by reason of insanity, uh, <laughs> guilt to forgery. She was sentenced to five years, um, but she wanted the real evildoers brought to court who were Dibs yeah. and her uh-huh. ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So she had... Funny, I, I, I just laugh about it now. I'm sure it was not laughable at all at the time, but the way she went about wanting to get to publicize all this I know. was to, to get arrested so that way she could tell the court all about it and there'd be lots of uh, lots of reporters there. <laughs> <tell> about <laughs> <laughs> so she, it, it's so... Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of the word. She's so delusional. She really was. She was crazy. There was something really yeah. wrong with Virginia. How many times can in and out of jail? She was put in jail, and then she was put into a mental health place in 1955. And Peggy divorced her first husband. Um, she then met was doing a show with. Um, Salmi, Albert Salmi. Yeah, he he had, this was a um, bus stop, which had been on Broadway, and she'd wanted so badly to have a lead in that role, in that move, in that play. But they had Kim Stanley do it instead. But once it was ready to go on tour throughout the country, she tried out again, and she got that one, and that's where she met Albert Salmi, because First he did it on Broadway, then he wanted to get around and see the country, so he signed up for the tour. And, and so. they fell in love, they were seeing each other, and um, she got pregnant, but he was, I don't think he was happy, Albert wasn't happy, but he yeah, married Peggy, he married Peggy. Yeah, because, right, he wasn't ready to marry anybody, but he figured, well, the right thing to do would be to marry her, so he did. And their daughter was born, I think, 10 months later. So either she... Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So either Peggy miscarried again, which is very likely because she had before, or maybe she thought she was pregnant but wasn't. Right. I don't know. But then, for her, fortunately, she got pregnant really quick after. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Albert was from Finland. No, he wasn't. He was an American-born, but his parents were immigrants from uh, Finland. I believe his father was dead. His mom lived in Brooklyn. And when they first got married, fellow actors who knew him and her, um, he bossed her around. That's what he thought people were supposed to do. She was supposed to get this, get that, get this. You know, she was like a dog fetching things for this Albert dude (laughs) all the time. Yeah, that was the culture in which he was raised. Yeah. So after a while, she went along with it for a little while. Then she said, you get it yourself. Good for her. (laughs) We're not going to live this way. (laughs) So he got used to it, and it was okay. (laughs) Yeah, and and they seem to have... um, Albert was cheap. He had his faults. Um, They loved acting. They were both great. They did live TV dramas, and Arthur went all over. Um, Peggy got the Hasty Pudding Woman of the Year Award. I used to think that was when your fu- your movie stunk, the Hasty Pudding. 
I don't know. <laughs> but it didn't. They, they, she was treated like a queen, and um, I think Catherine Hepburn was there the year before. Um, oh. Virginia was released from prison. She was full of remorse. Um, she didn't drink anymore, she said. She was rehabilitated. And then Peggy gave birth in 1957 to Catherine Ann Salmi. Uh-huh. She's finally a mama. And she wrote to to her mom three weeks later. But she was so happy. She turned down movies. Oh, or Albert did. He turned... Movies are not art. That's so actor studio. (laughs) (laughs) So many people went to the actor studio, went out to California, and they weren't doing art, I guess. But, you know, hey. Um, He he did turn... Do the brothers correct... Karamazov. <laughs> and he yeah. did such a good part that the director wanted him to be nominated. Oh, no, somebody wanted him to be nominated, and they said, don't do it. It'll be a curse on you. You know, the, the best supporting actor curse. I don't know if that yeah. happened then. But he, he so turned they, down. Yeah, so when they called him to see if they could nominate him, he said no for that reason. Then later he thought, that was stupid. I should have said yes. <laughs> so he, they were going back and forth. They were going to California, which Peggy really missed and loved. And yeah. uh, then go back to New York, which Albert really missed and loved. And Albert didn't drive. He was a lifelong New Yorker. He, he grew up in Brooklyn. And, you know, I don't drive either. This is a real testimony. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to school in Boston for two years, and they, they have public transportation, they have the T, and it's a small city. And yeah. I didn't need to learn to drive. And then I moved here at 20. What in the world do I want to drive for? You know, who yeah. needs it? So I get what Albert was doing. Um, yeah. So he they did move to Los Angeles. And... That was their biggest, I don't know if that was their biggest fight, but that seemed to be the main thing. And really, it can, I know, because it did cause a rift with someone I was involved with. You know, I'm city and they are not. And Uh we couldn't come to an agreement and we broke up. So that pretty much happened that that they, uh, they didn't want, they couldn't compromise. It just wasn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's sad is that circumstances led to his staying in L.A. anyway. Doesn't that stink so, if she had just held on a little bit longer? And yeah. she, she had to do cruelty because they didn't have no contest divorces. Yeah, no, which, no fault divorces, yeah. The stories of Tinseltown, they're not only God, they're true, true. 